Welcome to another episode of The Virulent News, Toxic Habits and Attitudes. I'm your host, Wayne Bibbs. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. If you've listened to the show before, welcome back. In either case, thank you for tuning in today. As you may or may not know, the main purpose of this podcast is to identify and help eliminate the habits and attitudes that keep us from pursuing our literary dreams. What I mean by that is that sometimes we allow the opinions, doubts, and envy of the people in our lives to stop us from trying new things, from branching out from the everyday. Uh, I don't know what the top five fears are, but somewhere right after public speaking and death comes the fear of being ridiculed or told we're wrong or contradicted. Most people will go to great lengths to avoid being laughed at, you know, or someone telling them, hey, you're wrong, or being told that they simply aren't good enough to succeed in their plans. It's bad enough when other people drench you in these toxic attitudes, but it's much, much worse when you start to mirror them, to accept and embrace the lack of confidence in your own abilities. And you want to talk about a toxic habit, one of the worst habits that you can develop is letting yourself become vulnerable to that kind of emotional poison. Whatever it is you want to do in your life, whether it's becoming a writer, a performer, a host, an artist, or what have you, you have to know that you can do it and be ready to begin. You have to be able to say, you don't believe in me? That's fine, because I believe in myself enough for the both of us. That's not arrogance. That's confidence. And that's one of the most important types of strength necessary to accomplish anything. Before we go any further, I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. There are a lot of topics that I will cover, and from time to time, I will be joined by some amazing guests, and I don't want you to miss any of that. So please subscribe on any of the several platforms where this show is featured. One bad habit that a great many of us fall into is failing to make a little room in our lives for the things we do just for ourselves, just for the fun of it, just to blow off some steam, just for a measure of self-satisfaction. My guest today is one of those amazing guests I was just telling you about, a prime example of someone who manages to carve out time to write in the face of one of the most grueling schedules possible. She is a family medicine physician and obstetrician with about nine published titles under her belt, including her latest romance suspense novel, Fallen Comrade, which dropped about two weeks ago. It is my honor to present Dr. Jillian David. Dr. David. Hey, Wayne, thank you for having me on your podcast. This is very exciting. Hey, well, thank you for being here. And I'm, <laughs> I'm equally excited. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> 
Uh, for my listeners, I just want to tell you, I met Dr. David. Uh, I, I won't be so formal. I'm, I'm sure she won't mind if I call her Jillian. Absolutely. <laughs> I met Jillian uh, at a writer's convention in Michigan. And she was hosting uh, one of the, I guess you could call it mentor sessions. It was my first time ever going to this convention. I had only heard about it maybe a month before. And she seemed so natural in, in giving her, her information. And then at some point, she just happened to kind of casually mention that she was a doctor and that she was doing all of this, you know, and keeping up a, a thriving medical practice. And I'm just sitting there listening and, and it sort of hit like, wait, hold up, what? <laughs> a doctor how does a doctor have time for all of this and right then I started listening even more intently because this was someone who could obviously teach a lot of us about time management and not letting things get in the way so I was really happy uh, when she agreed to be on on the podcast because She's got a lot of information as a uh, as an award-winning author. Uh, she's got a lot of information for us in terms of how to do this, no matter what else you have to do in your life. So, uh, Jillian, I'm going to I'm going to start out by asking you, how in the world do you do this? So, so first of all, that was like one of the kindest intros I think I have ever heard anybody give me, and I sure do appreciate it, Wayne. The, the, if you wanna get down to the nitty gritty, it's, it takes a lot of time and it took a lot of time for me and I'm still much slower than any other authors out there. Um, I was joking with some, some folks recently and I said, you know, I probably have the world record for the amount of queries that I have sent out before finally obtaining an agent uh, for my writing. And I think that number is something like 350. I don't know, it's a ridiculous number. Wow. Um, and, and that's over probably about a 10 year period. And, and honestly, the first year or two was the worst book ever written and it will <laughs> die under the bed and it, it will never come out and see the light of day but I didn't know better at that time so I ended up querying it quite it was like it was something schmaltzy like secret sanctuary or something oh it was terrible it was terrible it was as, as purple prose as you can possibly get um, but I learned a lot writing that book and it helped me with my subsequent books um, and I keep telling folks, cause they're like, man, you know, maybe I should give up on this writing thing. And it, I look at it, like I look at a whole bunch of other things, Wayne, and this sounds kind of hokey, but you know, you can eat an entire elephant. You just need to eat it one bite at a time. And I, and I use that kind of almost in my, in every part of my, my life, honestly, you know, not just with writing, but mm -hmm. um, medicine and, and some other things that I do, because sometimes it's really a long day or I'm up all night, or I've got, you know, a week of call that I need to take. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to think about the whole week. I'm just going to think about like this day that's in front of me, or maybe just a few hours that are in front of me. Same thing with writing. Maybe mm -hmm. you, maybe you don't have enough time to write a whole book, but you could write a chapter. 
you can write an outline. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, I I mentioned in the in an earlier episode that people think that if they can't sit down and block out like three weeks at a time, that they can't write a book. But they can, you know, uh, as as a matter of fact, uh, um, a writing mentor of mine, the great and gracious Sylvia Hubbard, Mm -hmm. uh, once said, you know, while you're sitting watching television, when a commercial comes on, instead of going to get a drink or, or some snacks, jot down a few notes, yeah, you know, for your book. So, you know, for what you're saying, yeah, I, I mean, that it makes a lot of sense. You don't have to try and write the whole thing at one time. You just, you know, write what you can because yep. you're going to be getting uh, more ideas as you as you go along. And just when they come up, jot them down and then and, and then start developing them. Yeah, I'm a big fan of keeping I have notepads on the bedside. I have notepads next to my easy chair in the living room. I have notepads stashed everywhere. And if something does come up, I, I tend to just throw it on the notepad and then figure it out later. Now, uh, most of your books fall into the paranormal romance or military romance. Is that correct? Yeah. So I started out. Okay. How much of a story do you want? So I started out. Yes. And <laughs> I'll give you the whole story is fine this is all warts and all here we go so because I'm dumb when it comes to writing stuff when I started out I had no idea what to do and I'm like you know I'm going to come up with a paranormal concept but I'm going to choose something that has never been done before that way it'll be awesome which it was awesome it was just completely unmarketable but super super fun to write uh and that was that was my first series um help which is hell to pay series and it was paranormal and I'm like Oh, that was a lot of fun. Didn't really get a ton of traction, got some awards and stuff, which was great. Uh, And then I said, oh, well, I'm just going to write another series. Uh, But again, I'm going to pick something that essentially a genre that doesn't exist. And this was paranormal Western, which if you're wondering, that doesn't exist. Super fun to write, completely Mm. unmarketable. Yay, me. Mm. Uh, (laughs) I finally was like, oh, I need to wake up and smell the marketing. And um, I had this idea. So, so we moved into our house probably seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And in the closet, there was a bench, sort of a bench seat that lifted up and it made, and it was like a storage area. And I immediately was like, oh, what would happen if that like went to an escape hatch? Because that's how my brain works. And uh, yeah, because obviously that's what most normal people think, right? Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) So so that got me thinking like, what kind of situations would somebody be in where they have to escape the house through the escape hatch in the walk-in closet? And then at the same time, I had pulled up a a video. Uh, So Senator Tammy Duckworth, as you know, is a um, disabled veteran. She was a she was a pilot and she got shot down in Iraq and she lost yes. both her legs and yes. she just has this amazing story. And she was sitting on one of the committees that was taking to task a government contractor who stated he had disability, that it was service connected. Um, and it was basically, he went to a military prep school, sprained his ankle and never went anywhere beyond that and and was able to kind of turn that into a preferential government contract. It was, it was really pretty 
gross that what he was doing and she eviscerated him and it was beautiful to watch <laughs> she was like oh does your ankle hurt my ankles hurt and she's like oh wait i don't have any right yeah. <laughs> so, um so that was the other piece of the of the puzzle for this fallen comrade was to create a, an, an agency that was um, basically bilking the disabled vets of their services and diverting the charities. And so all those things kind of came together. And that was the genesis for this book. Wow. Uh, first of all, you're right. I, I was aware of what happened with, uh, with Tammy Duckworth. And that's when she became one of my heroes. Yeah. Uh, that was, I'm sorry, but when, when you try to defraud the people and uh someone's and someone stands there and says no you don't not here yeah. that is yeah. just awesome I'm yeah i was i was watching it the other day and it still gives me kind of chills and she yeah. just and she was very pleasant about it but she she gutted him yeah and he deserved it sorry and yeah rightly so yep <laughs> when, totally when agree you, with you absolutely yes. when, when you defraud um, the people you yeah. got it coming yep so so that was how that was how um fallen comrade got started mm -hmm. and then i thought well we should have something extra and so basically it's a band of virally enhanced ex-green berets who were subjects of a military experiment gone drastically wrong they're now stateside they've escaped from the testing facility and uh, they are their mission is basically to help um, other veterans or, or right the wrongs that they see around them, but they have to stay secret because they'll get captured again and retested mm -hmm. and not be able to escape the facility. And so it's just kind of all those pieces together. And they really don't like this guy who is defrauding their veteran brethren. And, uh, and, and so it kind of goes from there. Wow. Okay. Now you said a couple of things here that, uh, that kind of tie into each other, even though they were sort of in, in separate statements but you were saying about how when you write you kind of try to write something that's maybe a little bit outside of a norm yes and um tell me a little bit about well you told me about how you found uh how tammy duckworth helped you find this but what's the thought process that you that you go through when you're telling yourself, this is something that I want to write about. And there's a little voice, that little marketing voice in the back saying, Hey, wait, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's put something out there that can make us a couple of coins first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I suppose at different points that has come across my head, but at the end of the day, the story needs to be written and this, and the story needs to be written the way that my brain wants to write it and my heart wants to write it. Um, and, and I think, I think the the quality or the emotion or the the earnestness of that comes through in the writing if it doesn't i kind of i mean I, I care but i don't like if it doesn't sell a million copies that's okay because the people who read it have loved it and it just makes my day i don't care if it's 10 people and they're like this is this is fabulous that's mm -hmm. great i'm happy i'm that makes me happy because i've written what i've wanted to write um and it makes me happy that other folks have found enjoyment in it Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and as for the queen of queries here, <laughs> uh, having gone so embarrassing, through, it's not, not at all. As a matter of fact, uh, if, if you will allow me to say so, that is, uh, I saw that, uh, on, on your, uh, your bio. Yeah. 
And that was one of the most inspiring things to me mm-hmm. because it's very easy to, to hit a point that, you know, is maybe not that comfortable for you and to just say, okay, well, you know, I gave it a shot. That's it. Yeah. And let that, and that's the end of the story, you know, no pun intended. Yeah. But that's not what happened with you. Mm-mm. And I think that it's so important that people understand that one or two obstacles, even one or two or 349 mm-hmm. over 10 years, rejections, or, you know, maybe not at this moment. Uh, doesn't need to be the end of what you're doing. So no. what what did you think when you got those first few uh, rejections? Well, they weren't out. Some of them weren't outright rejections. Some mm-hmm. of them were like, hey, I'd like to look at more or can you revise this? And it still wasn't exactly what they wanted. So it mm-hmm. made me know that I was at least getting closer. And as it Okay, so I'm like Mr. Magoo when it comes to writing. I already told you I'm not that smart when it comes to writing. I'm not that savvy, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm just like Mr. Magoo. So if if you want the story of how to just like stumble your way into a three book deal, that's what happened on my first series. Didn't know what I was doing. They were like, hey, do you want to do the publisher? Because I went straight to the publisher after so many queries. The publisher was like, hey, do you want to do one book? I'm like, how about three? I have them all written. And they were like, yeah, sure. And so it was just dumb luck, um, honestly, for that. I still didn't have an agent at that time, but at least I was able to get the books published. And that was a great place to start. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. But the, and, and there, there would have to have been uh, some kind of an, an internal reassessment mm-hmm. of, uh, okay, you know, is, is this something I should even, I should even go through with? Yeah, I mean, I knew I I knew deep down in my heart that the stories were solid. I knew that they needed more assistance, and I got that in the form of editorial reviews and critiques and stuff from the publisher, and that was great. But I knew the nuts and bolts were, and, and the type of story and the the heart of the story was solid. Like I just believed that. I don't know how to describe it other than I just believed in my heart that that was it. It had value in it and it was something that was worthy of being published and I just kind of kept I, honestly I just kept my head down just kept going maybe that's bullheadedness but there you go well that bullheadedness as as you call it uh resulted in several published titles yep. so uh apparently it it, uh, it pays off and and I also like something else you said you said uh even if only 10 people yeah like the book they really like it and you did reach someone yeah and there's probably there's probably other people out there that you would have reached had they you know been able to find out about the book Mm -hmm. so uh it's never really an issue of my god you can't write it's more of an issue of you know finding just who needs to see this yeah well, it's, but it's like your book Catalyst. So my husband ended up buying that in 2017 when we were at the book fair together. Mm. And he was like, this is a really good book. And I like never would have, and he said, it, I would never have known that this book was out there. 
but I'm so glad that I picked it up. And I think he put a review on Amazon and all this stuff. I mean, he was really like, this was really fun to read and he enjoyed it. And he felt like he, you know, took something away from it. So you never know who you're going to connect with in your writing. You have no idea how big a gift basket your husband is about to get. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's so funny. He doesn't, he, he, it was so good that you didn't write romance because he's absolutely not into that. Although he does occasionally attempt to do cover model poses and they're not good. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but he was like, oh, this is more like sci-fi type stuff. He was like, yeah, I like sci-fi. And so that's why he picked up your book. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and so that he likes to, he really does like to support other writers. When I go to these conferences, he kind of helps out a little bit with my setup. Um, but he's, he's like, oh, the romance stuff is just not my, 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 I like, you know, he likes sci-fi and thrillers and, you know, things like that. That's more right. his need. So he was, he, he's always very excited when he can see and find some writers that are in the signings with me that are in those genres. So again, mm-hmm. you fit, you fit a need for something he was looking for, but didn't know he was looking for. And, and, you know, how many other people did you, did that book um similarly connect with i mean who knows well uh i want to say one thing before i i go on a little bit further with fallen comrades though i i know that that's probably one of his that he that because of the military aspect he probably liked a bit yeah so not oh my um, gosh (laughs) (laughs) no he hasn't read it um he he makes him nervous to read my stuff but I did have him read book four of my paranormal Western, which was a military scene. It wasn't a romance scene. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> okay, side note, I had to take an entire manuscript and take out one very bad word. And apparently I had used it so much. I reduced the word count by like 1500 words. Seriously. Yeah. So, so he read the first chapter of this other book and I was like, could you just give me like an idea of the military, you know, do do you think it's true to sort of a military situation, this and that and the other. And like all of his comments were like circling words and going potty mouth. And he would like write that in the margins. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, needless to say, he doesn't get to do editorial tasks. Wow. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It's all good. Sit over there. Leave me alone. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> I, I i wanted to kind of delve in a little bit more with uh with the fallen comrade sure uh just because uh I, I read a little bit about it and i don't know if i have ever seen uh anything i read a little bit of it i haven't gotten i haven't gotten the book yet to read the entire thing but i was able to read some of your excerpts do you want a free copy? You're welcome to have it. <laughs> Actually, tell you what, if one of, if your readers comment uh, about this podcast on your social media mm-hmm. for the, for the virulent podcast, and you pick one of them and send it to me and I will send them a free copy. Wow. That is, uh, that's very gracious of you. I, I appreciate it. And uh, listeners, you heard the lady, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you comment and uh, say that this is what you that you uh, might be interested in. I'll get it to her, and she'll take care of it. But what I wanted to mention to the readers is that uh, when we were at Rust City, at that uh, at that convention, 
we were sitting right next to each other, as I'm, I'm sure you recall. Yep. And this was my very first time being at anything like that. I had no idea how to set up a display. Uh, I had no idea of, uh, of really what to do. I had, uh, you know, some people told me you have to make sure you've got some treats there. So I had some candies, uh, had pins to give away, and wristbands and that kind of thing. Uh, Jillian was sitting there and she had this pro level display. I mean, I mean, it, it had everything but roller coasters and Ferris wheels. And she helped me put together my display so it didn't look like, you know, I just slapped some books up there and said, all right, come and get them. And, uh, and, and told me about things like email lists. Which was, uh, and, and all of that, very, very helpful. It was, you know, it, it was in terms of experiences with selling books, she was almost like babysitting. <laughs> and, you know, she sat me there with my juice box, patted me on the head, <laughs> and we sold our books. And I don't know that I ever really had the chance to thank you for, uh, for the help that you gave me, uh, because you certainly didn't have to do it. And it, it was, it was, it was so nice of you. I never did forget that. And I, I greatly appreciate it just as I appreciate you coming on yeah. and, uh, and talking to the listeners today. That's super sweet of you, but you know, I think, I think in, in small press and independent publishing, like everybody has to help each other out. And I'm just a, a real big proponent of, paying, you know, paying it forward. Although I don't know that I even thought about it at that time when we were just sort of like colleagues chatting and like comparing notes on displays and whatnot. So, um, but I really like, I still teach those workshops and I really like the idea of giving back to um, beginning authors. And I, I always tell them like, you never give up. It's like the, what is it? The Jimmy V um, from the- Yes, Jimmy Romano. Yeah, so, I mean, not to- take over his saying saying because it's obviously much more powerful coming from him um but i just always tell people you just like never give up like don't if this is what you want to do you mm -hmm. don't give up you keep learning you keep trying new things if that doesn't work you try something else and you just learn from those around you um and i just think that's important and and honestly we all should be like that just it's as the way the world ought to be in, in, I, I, if i'm I, in charge of it that's how it should be <laughs> well let's hurry up and put you in charge yeah that's right yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, and uh, you also said earlier that when you got some feedback on some of your earlier material, uh, that obviously you didn't give up and you, you learned from, you know, each one of the things that they asked. You knew that you were headed in the right direction, even if you didn't quite get to where you were going or where yep. you thought you were going at that point. Uh, but you were heading in the right direction. And I think it's it's very important to understand that when when the person comes across these things, these are not dispose of everything that you've written and forget all about it type issues. These are, okay, let's tweak this yes. issues. These are the things that you you take a look at and you say, okay, well, I can I can change this a little bit here and this a little bit here. But don't, you know, don't throw out everything. Yeah. And I also think it's important to save those kinds of comments that you get. Like, 
this was great, but it was not for me, or I like this, but you know, the market won't bear that. That's fine. That's still good positive feedback. Um, pop it in a folder. My folder is called open on a bad day and mm -hmm. it works great. And I have all of those little pieces or if like a, a reader sends me an email and I'm like, oh, that's really sweet. Like I put it in there because some days you need to go back and look at those. Mm -hmm. Now, um, Fallen Comrade is the first of a series of book, a three book series, right? Of, uh, of a series called Project Morpheus, am I correct? Yes, so it, it centers around the Morpheus virus, which is that military experiment that creates super soldiers, but they also become ticking time bombs. Ooh, okay. Yep, uh, the book, so it's, I sold the, the yay, I sold the three book um, contract to Evernight Publishing. And oh my gosh, did they not do a great job on the cover? They did. I mean, it was like, they that did. was perfect level of angst that I was looking for. Like, that's perfect. Um, so Evernight contracted the three and then I had, so it's a, it's a group of about 10 um, ex uh, Green Berets, ex special, so special forces. And I have plotted out several more books. So hopefully we can continue in this world because a lot of the other team members have stories to tell too. Well, I hope that you're able to uh, wish you absolutely nothing but success. Uh, and uh, I, I can't wait to listen. I, I hope that you'll agree to come back on and, and you know, update us, so to speak, on, on what's going on. Yeah, happy um, to. Obviously, I have no problem talking for long periods of time. So no, that's not no. And, <laughs> and that is absolutely wonderful. It was like, a, it's one of the things that I first noticed about you uh, when you were hosting that session, like there will, there will be no sleeping here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I also did notice that you're very capable of taking care of someone who thought that they were going to take over the session. Oh, I remember that person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, but that's when you have to be like, Okie dokie. Thank you. All right. Moving on. That's <laughs> <laughs> eh, enough of him. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> probably, probably one of the nicest guys, but didn't quite understand that there was a reason for you to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I greatly appreciated uh, your session there. And I greatly appreciate uh, you being on the show today and sharing your insights, uh, insights with us, Dr. Jillian David. Thank the you for having me of, on your show. This has been great. <laughs> author of Fallen Comrade and two other books soon to be released under the series of Project Morpheus. Look for it. Buy it. Contact. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble, Kobo. You just, it's all over the place. And listen, when, when you buy the book, and you will, contact Dr. David. Contact Jillian. Yep. And, and, and let her know what you, what you think about it. Let yeah. her know. Cause uh, she's one of the most engaging authors you're ever going to run across. So uh, do yourself that favor. Yep. I love and... talking to readers. That makes <laughs> me so happy and you, they can just do it on my website and I'm trying probably have my email plastered in places there's not supposed to be. So, I mean, it's everywhere. You can just get a hold of me. However, would you please give your, uh, your website address? Yep, it's JillianDavid.net. Okay, that should be pretty easy. Yep, I tried to make it. www.JillianDavid.net. Mm -hmm. Get in touch with her. 
and pick up that pick up those i should say <laughs> jillian thank you so much for uh for being with us uh greatly appreciate it and i hope to speak with you again in the near future super thanks so much for having me wayne it's good talking to you again and you and you thank you and thank you my listeners for listening in today to the virulent news toxic habits and attitudes i of course am your host wayne bibbs and i want to remind you once again to please subscribe to the podcast i don't want you to miss anything that we have in store for you like speaking with the amazing dr jillian david so uh please subscribe stay in tune with us thank you for listening today and i hope to speak with you soon but until then Take care.